Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey! Bam, bam, bam! Hey, fam. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, family. Um, you're listening to a podcast called Hey, Fam. And my name is Levens, and his name is Angus. That's right. And we've almost got a um, a stint. We've almost got a um a, a bio for the show now. That's exciting. I always forget it. I always screw it up. I like that. I think that's it. You forget, and then I go. I pretend not to know it. Uh, I think it's obsessive consumption. Yeah, the bio is so good that the guy who made it up can't even remember it week to week. He's too obsessively consuming other things that he just forgets to consume it. Every week we sit on Angus's couch and review what we've watched, read, played. And snorted, snorted. Yeah, I snorted snort- the ashes of my dead neighbors yesterday. <laughs> how, how did it taste? Um, yeah, neighborly. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a long running ritual in your family. Like sugar, you know, it's like that cup of sugar you always borrow. Just a spoonful of neighbors' ashes Feels makes good. the guys upstairs' ashes go down. Yeah, that's right. It's a warning, but it's also welcoming. Uh, Potluck today on the show. Um, we're going to be talking about something that has caused us to... I've been at Angus's house since like 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, true. And it's now 10.30 and we should have recorded the podcast hours ago, except oh, yeah. uh, Star Wars Battlefront Beta came out. It's out there. It's the little, one that we played last week. Yeah, we played it last, last week, week at, at the uh, at the EB Expo. Um, but now you can play it in the comfort of your home or you probably can't by the time this goes up because they're ending the beta. Well, I don't know how long it's lasting for. I thought it was going to be... Tonight, which is a Tuesday night, which is, yeah. I thought, that, but we're, we're just playing it then. I mean, maybe it's going to be longer. Maybe they want to see what people think. I've got to say, from the for, uh, straight off the bat, way better playing in the comfort of your home without... Oh, really? St- you, you really think that playing <laughs> on your comfortable couch is better than standing up in a cubicle yeah. surrounded by other people who are also uncomfortable in their cubicle? I weighed it up um, much better. My TV's bigger, for example. You know, uh, my controller has my, my controller little, like... You know, my smell and stuff like that. I don't know which savages were holding the last the control last time. And there's more levels this time, which is awesome. So, the one we played... Dude, we're going to get into this. Oh, we're getting into it. We're going to get into this later in the show. Oh, sure, sure. Fucking shelf it. Put it on the shelf. Yeah, that's called time spent listening. You're gonna, we're going to make sure you're listening later for that. Star Wars Battlefront talk coming right up. Plus some uh, more updates on uh, my incredible experiment to throw my money away. <laughs> Uh, the, the game is called Lego Dimensions. Will he have his family by the end of it? Who, Who knows? knows? You'll have to... That's the only way... That's how you get the platinum trophy. That's right. You lose, lose your family. family. <laughs> Second mortgage. <laughs> um, New York Comic Con also happened this week and there's been all kinds of cool news Look, we, happened while we were there. We've had still sorters tell you about a Comic Con. This time it's going to be us. We weren't there. All right. We're we weren't there, but, but Jen Fricker, who uh, was uh, our first ever guest on HeyFam, she's, she's been there. 
Yeah, we'll um, probably talk to her about it. Yeah, we should try. Yeah, we too big maybe she's too big. I was about to say that. Yeah, we have to go through an agent or something. Maybe she went like, what's like the 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 New York equivalent of Hey Fam? Yeah, um, the Bowery cereal. <laughs> cereal. She's in, she's in the next season of Cereal, guys. Yeah, Jen Fricker. Um, uh, I thought I would give us an update on uh, my attempt at watching. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. <laughs> That's right. Because That's going to be a very quick update coming up later. Uh, Humble Beginnings. We used to watch a show together every week. That's <laughs> what happened. And now we've drifted apart, but we're getting back together. So we're going to find a show that we can both watch together, yeah. which we haven't seen before. I I'm, watching, that- I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the moment. That came I know. Back. You're going to make me watch that. And it- I've started Gotham, which is weird. Yeah, we're, we're both watching like uh, comic book adaptation TV shows that... Like it's it's easier to just apologize for everything <laughs> instead of just praising it. Yeah, it's like I, I'm still I'm so hooked on on what these shows have become. Like in a way, I enjoyed the 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 season two finale of Agents of Shield more than I did Age of Ultron. That's crazy. But also, um, as but, you know, I I completely can see why. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Shield is like there's there's so much wrong with it, but the an, the small amount of stuff that's right with it is enough to get me coming back each week. Well, look, we'll, we'll definitely be getting into I I think Marvel and its television. That's true. Department. Big, big, some big news, guys. There's some big uh, big news comments. We'll get into that. But first, um, this week <laughs> I don't know if you checked your podcast app. Uh, Angus has a fucking thing on his phone. I didn't. This is a, a cool thing that I learned oh, about my Angus watch. Yeah. and technology. <laughs> your your watch, sorry. Yeah, you, you have you bought an Apple Watch. Yeah. That's right. Um, they haven't I sent mean, me one yet. <laughs> but but I mean, I, I feel like people could just hear you talking, and you sound like a guy who has an Apple Watch. Oh no yeah. offense. No offense. No, it was assumed. Yeah, yeah, it's assumed. Anytime there's some new technology, which claims to make my life a little easier, I'm on it. Like I'm ready for that sci-fi future. I'm the guy who doesn't care about data retention. I'm like, bring it on. It's probably going to save my life one day if you know my habits. You know what I mean? You can predict. You know how the fuck would data retention save your life? I don't know. It could Please, just- no. Run me a scenario. New Netflix series, Angus's life gets <laughs> saved by data retention. All right. And go. Say I go missing. I've yep. been kidnapped. Who's playing you, first of all? Oh, all right. Is this a dream cast? This is a dream cast. <laughs> um, I would like to take the thin Jonah Hill from 21 Jump Street. Dope. So he's playing me. He's on his Apple Watch. He's walking around taking photos of his dick or whatever because he's Jonah Hill. Making wires, but also trying to win an attractive girl's heart. He gets kidnapped. Anyway, the data retention cops can be like, well, let's have a look at Jonah Hill's habits. He's usually here than this day. Here, here. That's where he went missing. It's anywhere, but like... It obviously has very bad input. Man, I, I don't even know anything about it. I'm just saying <laughs> some things like that are okay because you can kind of... Uh, man, I'm going to get flamed. I'm going to get fucking torn apart for saying it's okay. <laughs> but I just don't really care because I haven't researched it enough. Yeah. I mean, also, I feel like whenever we talk about topical stuff that's like relevant in Australian yeah. media and politics, um, the next day, it won't be a thing anymore. So maybe oh, we've totally. done everybody a favor because when we, 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 the first time we ever brought up Tony Abbott on Hey Fam, <laughs> he, the, by the, the time the episode went left up, office. he wasn't our prime minister anymore. So we so. don't even want to risk that anymore. Like we might have got just gotten rid of, maybe we're like a goddamn, like, uh, what's that word? We're like a... A jinx? Yeah, we're a jinx. Maybe we've just jinxed, jinxed data retention and it will no longer exist tomorrow. Malcolm Turnbull, who what if probably it, won't what even if, be prime minister tomorrow now. What <laughs> if it's like only, early edition. What if it only <laughs> exists for you? Oh, that's fine. Then you guys will can be able to save me when I get kidnapped. I'm not sure why I'm getting kidnapped over and over. No, I, I would like to know. 
Yeah, I, maybe, maybe you're getting kidnapped because you said you were supporting data retention. Yeah, maybe uh, Snowden was kidnapping me to be like, shut your damn mouth. We know it's okay. I'm just, I'm, they're going to take that Oscar off me for my doco. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. I don't know. And um, finally, what's, what's this uh, TV show about you getting kidnapped over data retention laws called? Um, smarter Retention. Red Dead Retention. Oh, man, that was way better. <laughs> um, so, I don't know what we were talking about, but we were talking about... There was a bonus episode of Hey Fam oh, this yeah. week. Because um, my watch showed it to me. That's, that's right. right. And then I Man, took a photo of it. Man, we're tired from playing Star Wars Battlefront. I'm Don't talk about it yet. We're going to talk about it later. I took a photo of my watch and sent it to you and said, Hey, I know there's a bonus app up because look what's on my wrist. Um, great story. Yeah. That's... I'm glad it took us ages to t- tell it. Yeah. Um, but the bonus episode, have you? if you haven't downloaded it yet, it's a all comic book episode. Um, it's what do we call it? Siobhan and Levens have issues. I hang out with Siobhan Coombs, and this time her boyfriend Nacho Pop hung out. He's someone that we've wanted to get on Hey Fam for ages, so it was cool having him. Was it his audition for coming on? To yeah, the- absolutely. Great. But, I mean, he I mean, he's at his best though, where he's just kind of sitting in the corner. He's got a microphone when he wants <laughs> it, and he can just yell at you when it's appropriate, good or inappropriate, like Dickie Nate. That's exactly like like <laughs> Dickie Nate. But if you if if you uh, if you would like us to do more comic book talk. On Hey Fam, and you and you, you know you're always going. Why do they keep getting comedians on yeah. that don't even watch television, let yeah. alone play video Who games? Brag about not watching yeah. movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a very very comic booky episode. We go through all the new DC books, all the new Marvel books, and all the Image and other books that we've read in the last month. And it's a good it's a good it's app, good man. stuff. It even uh, spurred me to read a comic tonight while Levs was right next to me playing Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront, that is. Star Wars Battlefront. We're talking about it later in the show. Oh right. Time spent listening. Tune in. Uh, probably 20 minutes time. We'll start your timers now. <laughs> uh, Retent that data. Retain I ma- it. I made Angus what read a comic called uh, Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. Yeah. Uh, a real goofy little romp. Um, And you know what? Marvel have been doing stuff like this for a while. Like not to this crazy degree almost where this is kind of like, I read this and it's kind of like, you won't believe the day I had honey type of thing. Like It's just... You know, Marvel have kind of done, uh, what was it, the Superior Six? No, who, the Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. And that was great an awesome run. That Spencer. was great. But it's kind of falls into that sort of, it's very auxiliary characters, like people you might see in the background of a frame. It's a story about them. And this is a yeah. guy who is in Hydra, the evil I would organization. Com- I would compare this to the um, the Hank Scorpio episode of The Simpsons, this comic. Yes. There you go. Hank yeah. Johnson. His name is even Hank. His name is Hank. It's probably a total overtone there. And it's like... You know, the schmuck, the dad, who, and he's got kids, he's got a family, and he goes to work, and it happens to be for the organization which the Avengers kick the shit out of every issue. Yeah. And it's cool, and it's just like, he's a normal dad. Yeah, but he, he, get, he, get, he gets the shit beat out of him at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end, but yeah. in between all those scenes, he, he's like taking his kids to the softball games, he's going to PTA meetings. Going to a Hydra funeral, because he's a best mate, got show right. a job, I uh, got, got the shit kicked out of him by Nick Fury. It was great. Super I, I thought it was really funny. And you said it was written by one of the vape writers. Yeah. What's his name? We should look him up. Uh, Ma- Mandel. The surname is here. I'm sure there can be uh, David Mandel. Um, yeah. I could tell you exactly what he's done. Um, by, I, I thought by the art was cool too. And I love that you, uh, you know, you see characters you've, you've seen in much more serious situations in there, like kind of being goofy. Yeah. I mean, I, if you are after just like a fun... A fun, uh, fun pickup. Yeah, like, have a and, laugh. and it's one and done. You know, like it's not an ongoing series. Get this, you've got the whole set. You can just buy this one, and you can pass it on to your kid one day. You can be like, "I'm leaving you my entire Hank Johnson Agent of Hydra series," and your kid will be going his whole life. 
man, I'll probably be able to buy a house with that one day. Maybe a car. Maybe two. It cars. happened to us. Well, that, this is that's how, how we, we bought podcasting <laughs> equipment by selling um, our some, dad's um, our dad's copy of uh, Action. Action Comics thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, they both had it. That was it. Was it was worth. Thirty bucks. Yeah, and we put it together. That's why it was a very cheap setup. We record this on like tin cans, but yeah, it was, you said it was a comedy writer, and Marvel have been using a bunch of comedy writers lately for Deadpool Bro. in particular, right? So this guy, sorry, this guy David Mandel, the guy who wrote it, is the um, showrunner for Veep, and he was the executive is producer Curb? of Seinfeld, Seinfeld and Curb. Curb Your Enthusiasm. So this guy with this, uh, uh, um, fuck, what's his name? The guy who did the first four... Because he's a new showrunner for Veep. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Inucci. David Iannucci. Yeah, yeah, Iannucci used to be the showrunner and he did Alan Partridge and Veep and he's left. And I was like, no. And then they're like, but they're replacing it with the guy who's responsible for EPing Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. I was like, oh, then everything's going to be okay. Well, he's also responsible for Hank Johnson, you know Agent what? of Hydra. It's a fun comic. You should read it. Hank Johnson is literally Larry David. There you go. If, if if you ever wanted Larry David in the Marvel universe, yeah, this is your chance to. It's read great, it. good fun, and as you know, I know this isn't the comics episode, but I haven't read any mainstream mainstream Marvel comics besides Spider Man in the last years. So it was really crazy for me to come to this post Secret Wars universe. So I'm gonna go back and see what the hell happened. Please do it. It's it's a fun it's a fun time for Marvel, right? It's now. a good goof because they it? just they just relaunched a, a stack of. Their biggest titles, so they relaunched. You've got a new number one for Spider-Man. Iron Man is now being written by Ryan Michael Bendis. Um, That's right, and I hear and, it stars uh, Mary Jane. I don't care. I'm not going to read it. Oh, you're not going to? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on a Bendis band for life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he fucked me over one too many times. What was the major fucking he did to you? Uh, X-Men Battle of the Atom. That's right, with the Guardians, and, right? And I, yeah, oh no, it was before that. It was just a big crossover across all the different X Men comics. Because he was writing when, like nine at the time, wasn't he? Was yeah, and, and when they when they do big events, crossover events at Marvel, they're generally terrible. But this one was in particular terrible. The first three issues were really good. I was like, fuck, maybe this one won't be terrible. And then <laughs> exactly, wow. But but imagine that one fart sound stretched across seven more issues. Yeah, no, that would be. It was tough. It would do that thing where it's. Stops being funny. Then by the sixth issue, it would be funny again. But then by the seventh one, you'd be like, "No, nah, I can." The, the original fault was the funny. Then you, you got, got it stretched out till ten. It was rough. But have you picked up any of the other ones? Like, um, I will. The most one I was excited about. Mm. Yeah, because the funniest thing is we just did this bonus episode, mm-hmm. looking back at the month, in the last month sure. of comics, and then the like two days after we recorded it, the latest batch of comics for this week for last week came out. And I picked up nine comics. Every single one of them is better than the entire last month of comics. Well, I don't know if that's if that's not the best Ford sell to the next bonus yeah, episode. Yeah, I know. The bo- then the I don't know what is. No, the thing is, the bonus episode that we just did is really good because it is good for us to be critical of some of the things we read. Yeah, cool. You can't just be like, oh, this was really great because it was cool and Spider-Man kicked someone in the face. You know what? But that For me, though, that is like, because I'm such a Spider-Man fanboy, that, that's what? all it would take. He kicks someone in the face? He Normally, he just that. kicks people in the shoulder. Um... So, man, last time I was kind of really deep into Marvel, Marvel now happened and they did the renumbering everything back to one. So, that's done now. Yeah, and they're doing it so much more. Like, it's, it, so it, weird. it's the most, yeah. What but, is it? How many? Like 60 something titles? Yeah, pretty much like, that's around crazy. that. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but the biggest one I was excited about was Jason Aaron and um, Chris Bachelor, Buckler, whatever his mm-hmm. name is. They did their Doctor Strange number one. That's right. I saw it in the, your uh, collage of yeah, comics. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll, yeah. Put, I'll put it up on the uh, on the page How tomorrow. Bro, it's such a good issue. Like, if you've, if you've ever wanted to know more about the character of Doctor Strange, this is the perfect jumping on point. It kind of sums up 
all the back history you need to know about the character in one page. The art's fantastic, and it's a really fun story. Jason Aaron, my favorite superhero. Let's say comic Jason Aaron writer. is kicking ass. At the he's moment. doing the main Star Wars series. He's been doing um, Thor. He's been doing a few of the, the best um, Battle World, Secret Worlds tie-ins. Oh, cool! And Southern Bastards over at Image as well. Southern Bastards is sick. Oh, I do one of the best comics going in the, in the world at the moment. He also did know, Scalped, which is maybe one of my favorite comic book series of all yeah, time. Yeah, you've mentioned Scalped buttloads, bro. You should you should read Scalp. Scalp's out of this world, guys. I'm reading Scalp. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm going to do it. You said to me a lot. I know. I've got to get it though. I've got to. Yeah. You're as bad at reading comics as I am at watching Mr. Robot. And we'll hear about that later. <laughs> well, you but, know, we're speaking about Marvel then. Why don't we uh, touch on a little thing which Marvel kind of dominated, I'd say, at least to a degree. At yeah. New York, com- uh, New York Comic Con this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Comic Con is a thing that is rapidly <laughs> multiplying around the earth. It um, used to be a thing that only nerds went to dressed up as robots and now major studios go along and announce... And 20 years of movies. And plus, there seems to be one every month. It used yeah. to just be one in San Diego. That's and right. Now, but the two main ones are San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con. And you Con. can bet everyone in the San Diego one goes, the New York one's not the real one, and vice versa. You know, I bet you there's some real East versus West shit going on. But having said that, the San Diego one is the real one. That's what they do. The, I mean, J.J. Abrams made, you know, Steel Saunders cry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, Steel Saunders did not cry. At least not by J.J. Abrams at this one. Maybe yeah, by yeah. somebody else. Maybe someone tripped him over or someone, someone beat just, him up. Someone just reminded him of like one line from Return of the Jedi and it, that's, it, just, it was enough to break him down for, that's right. for an entire night. It's enough to break most people down, but especially, hey, family member. <laughs> Still sort of, but it just went on. And yeah, we were saying before, when you, well, sorry, when you were mentioning Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marvel did that amazing, like, you know, they show that graphic of the next 30 years of movies they're releasing. And there was a notable absence from there, which was the Inhumans film. Yeah. Which was something that was promised last this time last year. It was announced for, I think, like a 2019 slate release. And there was pretty much like... It was their f- the Marvel's first movie post the big Avengers two-parter. Infinity War, which is said to like be a definitive close to this series of Marvel movies. Which so basically means like, everyone dies. Yeah. So it was like the next thing that the, the next big thing they're doing after this big phase is Inhumans and, and How do you Agents- explain Inhumans to someone who has no idea what they are? Because um, you've got to admit they difficult. were pretty so obscure. They are very obscure. They were characters introduced by um Jack Kirby in his Fantastic Four run. Mm-hmm. Um and uh they are um, they live on the moon, don't they? Yeah, and they're the descendants of the Kree aliens, advanced aliens. who um, they, they live on the moon. They- now, you would have seen some Kree in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's true. They started to, you know, populate and this universe. When the current current kind of incarnations of Inhumans is they're, they're, they're humans that have been living on the Earth and then they encounter the Terrigen Mists and this causes them to have a Terrigenesis and they morph into like... A, a, a superpowered being. So it's a bit like you can see the comparisons with the X Men. Definitely, when people go through puberty and get the X gene in their body, then they have powers. So everyone has been saying that Marvel Studios is really me- trying to make Inhumans their X Men because obviously Fox has X Men and uh, they're never going to give that up. And Inhumans haven't really been in a title of their own, or at least a several, as far as I can wear, f- until the last few years. Uh, no, there, there have been Inhumans um, comics throughout the year. They're, but they've never been like years. A-tier. No, definitely no. not. There is, uh, if, if an incredible run to read straight away was came out on the Marvel Knights imprint in the mm-hmm. late 90s, it was by Paul Cornell. It's a 12-issue series with Jay Lee doing art. You're right. It's unreal. Good really, stuff. really great. Yeah, and, and like, so the, the Inhumans are like, it's almost like a royal family. You have... Uh, 
Black Bolt and his and his partner Medusa. And, um, That's right, Medusa, Black who Bolt, was in FF. Yeah, and Black Bolt yeah. is like is is rendered mute because his voice can shatter the earth, so he can't rate he can't speak basically. Um, and when he does, it's epic, bro. <laughs> um, Medusa, his 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 wife partner. Why he, has, he has many wives, but his main his my, main <laughs> thing. Many wives. Uh, How Disney is that? Yeah, um, but she she's Medusa, and she can kill people with her hair. Her hair can like do all, do all, do a bidding. So it's he like, has like a crazy brother. He has like a dog that can teleport. It's a whole package. It's crazy. It's dog very that out teleports. There. I'm completely sold. Yeah, but that's like the main the main kind of royal family of sure. humans. But and then beyond imagine- that, you have like like regular earth people getting these crazy powers. Sure, um, and that's what's been happening in on, Agents of Shield. That's right, right. which you've been watching. So the la- whole the whole of season two was introducing that one of the main characters this whole time had been an Inhuman, like and one of the leads. Yeah, like, like the, oh, the lead. Oh wow, yeah. it's kind of like yeah, yeah. Cylons if, for these Battlestar Galactica fans out there, where, where the Cylons look like humans and no one knows if you are or not, and you'd find out some of the leads were them, and you're like, oh shit, this changes everything. <laughs> um, so they're introducing people with powers. Yeah, when I watched so- it, it was just. Gadgets and guns. Yeah, and now it's it's like it's a, it feels like it's my, a, like a bigger part of its own sure. thing now. Sure, and because sure. It, and and so basically they gave Agents of Shield the kind of job of introducing the concept of Inhumans mm-hmm. to the Marvel universe. But and what wait, what's important to point out right now at this stage? I mean, when did Agents of Shield start? Two years ago. No, they're in their third season. So yeah, Three just, just over two years ago. Um, so Marvel Television was headed up by a particular guy whose name I have here because and Marvel It's a real funny name too. It's isn't a funny it? guy name. It's a name and you go, oh he 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 sounds like a funny fellow. He just Ike, sounds like an old money guy. He does. Get get a look at this. Ike Perlmutter. Perlmutter. What a name. And he was in charge of both Marvel film and Marvel TV. And he but he's a Disney guy. But he's a Disney guy Long, everyone a really had to old school to Disney him. guy. Yeah, everyone right. had to answer to him. And he was in, he was Marvel Entertainment CEO. So no matter if you're doing a game, a comic, anything, he had to do. And he was really pushing forward for television. And he was pretty much the, the rumor goes that because Kevin Feige is it Feige? Feige? I believe we settled on Fieri. Fieri. Kevin, Kevin Fieri. <laughs> Kevin Fieri, uh, the bleach head, goatee wearing. Uh, head of Marvel Studios. He's the guy that's been responsible for for the Marvel movies as we know them. Totally, but up until very recently, he had to answer to the um, Pearl Mother to Pearl Mother, and well, let's just say that it didn't get on well. And apparently, well, apparently, so apparently, Pearl Mother's thing is that, and I and, and I know all of this because Kevin Smith spoke about it at length on his Fat Man on Batman podcast recently. Pearl Mother is like a very very like he, he won't let you. You know, make sure all budgets come under budget, and is very, very he like he safe, and like will not give money like more money than he thinks people deserve, right? Like, and that's hearing... why like a lot of big stars haven't done Marvel movies because yeah, this right. Pearl guy doesn't think it's necessary to pay them what their paychecks are. And I, I remember reading there's like obviously all these stories have come out now that this has been going on that it's um, got tight they, pockets that there are um, Marvel Studios for the up until like a couple of years ago they were all, their studios were all like secondhand furniture like. Yeah, fitting that exactly. It was just like, do not spend money. And apparently, and there's a lot of apparently's right now, but yeah. he was the reason why there's no Black Widow action figure, but yeah. no female leads in films. He was like, I think no. he, has a, he, has a, he has like a long, a long history with action figures too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a merchandise bro. Crazy story. Crazy, uh, but he's pretty much left. Well, now Kevin Fieri, Fieri is in charge of the films. Yeah. 
And the first thing to go was seemed to be Pearl Mother's little baby, the Inhumans film. Yeah, so uh, who knows what the connections were, but that, that's the reason that we're I not going to see an Inhumans. But you, you, you never know. Like it might be announced to come out later, or sure. a different thing, or maybe it's just going to be entirely TV now. Yeah, I mean that could work. I mean maybe there's some. I doubt there would be, but maybe there's some Fox Marvel cooking up in the background saying, "Give us the X Men." But this yeah, Spider Man, this Pearl Mother guy. Doesn't have anything to do with the um, Netflix TV show. No, he's separate. So all he has is Agents of Shield and Agent Carter. Is there another one coming? Was there a? Uh, oh, there was meant there to be a, an Agents of Shield spinoff, but I don't know about about uh, Mockingbird. Mockingbird, that's right. Yeah. Um, Damn. But yes, uh, like so the shared and a shared universe, not so shared after all. Almost, you know. Yeah, well, the universe part shared, but the uh, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and all the like uh, a pull quote I read today was anyone who works on the f- in Marvel Studios, the who makes Guy Fieri's films. So if whether they're watching, he's just straight up saying Guy Fieri. Just now. straight up saying Guy Fieri. I'm <laughs> sure they, but he wears a loud shirt. Uh, they have, they don't what like they're not briefed on anything which is happening in the TV series. Anything like there's so much kind of bitchiness behind the scenes. Yeah, which sucks. It does suck. Yeah, it sucks. Because I I kind of thought that they were working in perfect harmony. It does explain why... why there is like a level of disconnect between the TV and the movies. I mean, Agent Coulson, for starters, like died in the Avengers movie. Is brought back for the TV series. Is never once referenced in the films, or he never shows up, despite being in every Marvel movie before then. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I'd feel kind y- of yeah. You would think he would have showed out. up at Age of, Ult- of Ult- Age of Ultron at some point. Maybe they've got big plans for him. They probably don't. Hey, um, this is just a pop culture podcast. What the hell do we know? Um, the is that where we are now? Not no, a, no, 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 no. I did. I'll dump that. <laughs> we had, no, I'm not going to dump that. But I want it on the record. We are not. Take a dump on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're listening to this, start shitting because we do not believe what we just said. And stop shitting. Yes. Because Marvel put out some good news too. Some anti-shit. Um, and that is that they, they've added a couple movies to their schedule. Yep. One of them is a sequel to Ant-Man, which is a little bit surprising, but really kind of makes sense to yeah. me, I guess. And I'm it, pumped because Ant-Man's... Li- one of the ones I've enjoyed the most recently. And it's, and it's low low budget and... Low risk. Too. And it means that they can, you know, play around with it more. Hopefully, the, the, the director, whoever, whoever they get to direct, will be allowed to play around with the format a bit more. Yeah, I hope so. Probably not. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's the first time one of them has a female character's name in the title. Well, it's I'm a bit of a cop-out. It's actually, I feel like that it's called... So, the movie new movie is called Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. But how much cooler would it be if we just got... Black Widow, the movie, or Wasp, the movie. Or like, does it? The only thing I'm having a bit worried of: the last time I saw a superhero movie with "and" in the title was Batman and Robin. <laughs> Georgie Clunes, Chrissy D, O'Don, Chrissy Dunny. Holy moly! Let's hope that if there's uh, nipples on Ant Man and the Wasp, then I'm I'm walking out of there. <laughs> Will Ant Man have an Ant Man credit card? <laughs> It'd be really small. Never leave home without it. Never. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for them to kind of play around with the Ant-Man world because it seemed very different to all the other um, yeah, it did. worlds that, you, that you're that you a part of in, Until that in Avengers. closing scene where you're like, oh, there's Captain America. Yeah. Well, that's, cool. that, yeah, that, was a little, that was a little preview of Captain America 2. They announced there's two more movies three. they added. Captain America they? 3. Um, I think they delayed Bat Black Panther or pushed it forward. They've delayed that, but yeah, that's right. And... They've shuffled around that in Captain Marvel. Right. I don't think they announced anything else. It was just Ant-Man and Wasp and the absence of Inhumans. But those sons of bitches, not only did they whack us with that info, but they showed us the trailer for Daredevil Season Fuck, 2. I still haven't watched it. What well, a turkey. It's fine. It's it, Let's call it a teaser. So it's Let's not- call it a, let's hit pause so I can watch this. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, we just spent the last five minutes trying to watch a 20-second teaser, and yeah. we got there, and I watched it, and uh, <laughs> great, cool. That's it. I told you. I could have just told you what happened. <laughs> you got a few shots. You saw a woman holding up a thing over her mouth, which makes you go, ah, Electra. It's Electra. And, and then, then you, you see... saw a skull or an x-ray of a skull, which looks like the Punisher's t-shirt. And design. then you see a guy who potentially is the Punisher walking out of a it's hospital. A punishing with a, step. With a, with, a, with a punishing gun. Yeah. And that's the trailer. It's a teaser. It's a teaser of a teaser. That's something that belongs on Instagram. Anyway, that's looking pretty cool. I'm feeling pretty excited by that. And Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, as, yeah. Is there a trailer for that? There wasn't a trailer. Do you want to spend 10 minutes looking for that? Let's spend 20. There was a... They showed the pilot episode, which I guess isn't a pilot because I've got the whole season anyway, but they showed episode one. Word on the street is it's Kick-Ass. Um, it's it's dark. Kick-Ass 3. It's Kick-Ass 3. It's Hit Girl's mom. Uh, it's hit, no, it's Hit Girl all grown up in the city by herself. But if, uh, yeah, you're a big fan of Alias, the comics, which Jessica Jones, was that where she... Was yeah, that was that, the ben, Brian Bendis actually uh, Did you just get chills her. when you said that? No, I, 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 Alias is pretty good. It's one, right. one of his better Marvel series. Um, uh, it's, it's a bit edgy for the sake of being edgy at some points, sure. but... So she's an ex-superhero, basically, right? That's right, and she was completely invented just for this new series and on Alias, but it was for the Marvel Max imprint. Sure, so which is like your adults only. That's right, yeah, Marvel yeah. After Dark. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's fun. It, she, she is an ex-superhero. She was with the Avengers for a short amount of time, but now she is a private investigator who tries not to use her powers, but wouldn't you know it, sometimes she just has to. Why does and she, she not want like, to? Is that just because just she, that's she doesn't not, want to? That's not who she is sure. anymore, you know? And she doesn't. She didn't really get her powers in a great way. Um, in the comics, she uh, got them when her when a car with her parents and family in it got hit by a car. <sighs> Bet you and, will be seeing a bit of bloody flashback to that one. Yeah, and all, all her family died except her. She gained cool powers. And it stars uh, Ritter, Kristen, Kristen Ritter. Yeah, aka Jane from Breaking Bad. Yeah, aka uh, the bitch in Thirty Four B or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. So what was that show called? Don't, yeah, I think it was called The Bitch in Apartment Twenty Three. Whatever it is, yeah. But she, like she isn't the bitch, is, is she? You know what? I've not watched it. <laughs> Why not, bro? It's a, it's a hot show, I'm sure. I don't watch shows with swearing in the title. I find it very crass. <laughs> but uh, Kristen Ritter is the main character, and it looks as, from all things from the from the street, from those New York streets. It's supposed to be great. The streets, uh, but it wasn't all Marvel. DC had a bit of a roundup. Uh, I missed it. Please, please enlighten me. I didn't. I didn't hear any of the DC. News. Well, then, oh wait, I did from you. So from me, yeah. Enlighten yeah. me once more. Enlighten please, me for the first time. Let's hear your acting skills. Uh, this, well, this is the only thing I got from it. Basically, is Killing Joke, uh, which is Alan Moore's. I'd, I'd call it seminal. Let's go seminal. Yeah, graphic novel about the a, a, a possible origin for the character who has no origin, the Joker, and some people interpret it as uh, an Elseworlds tale, which it, it is. I'd say, though a lot of the stuff that happens in it is carried over into. It's the yeah, it's it's the story that crippled Batgirl. Yep. So it puts Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair. Um, it might also be one of the only books, depending on how you look at the final frame, where Batman breaks his one rule. Yeah. 
which it's still up for debate. And that's a beautiful thing about it. It was written in the eighties. It was around the same time as Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, that whole you know new age of yeah. I mean, I would say that if you've read a handful of Batman comics, this would be one of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You've seen the cover. It's Joker holding a incredible. I like the art's my favorite thing about the book. Stunning, Brian, and the special edition that was done a few years ago with the re-inking is stunning. Like the colors are popping, baby. Popping. Uh, DC are doing it as an animated film, and man, the handful of DC animated features I've seen are kick. You've been like, you've been overusing Kickass. You're on Kickass Watch. Buddy. Yeah, what's going on with that? That's I've weird. never heard you say it in your life it's before. So it's look, it's written over the, the Kickass is actually on the shelf over there next to Batman. Did you see Kickass Two? No, I've only read the comic. Kickass Two, the comics, not it's it's okay. It's nowhere near it's, as good yeah, as the first one. Yeah. The movie is so fucking bad. Well, that's why like th- it canned the whole series. Well, right? Do you know what happens at the end of Kickass Two? Um, no. Hit girl like makes out with Kickass at the end of the movie, and she's like, "Oh, I just got my first kiss," oh. and then she like drives off. I'm pretty sure she drives a motorbike oh. off into the sunset like that. No. And they're like, "Yep, cool. We're the best." Against, like, Isn't that cool? We did that. that- Kickass was about like that's that, that's almost borderline Luke and Leia kissing. Why no, I know well, it's worse than that because I feel like the, why would you even try and sexualize uh, Hit Girl? That's so weird. So weird because like up. the first one fucking ruled. Those scenes with Nick Cage and her are just like incredible. Yeah, I mean that that's the best part of, of the entire franchise. Uh, oh yeah, but the DC animated films have been baller. There you go. That's yeah, but but they're all PG thirteen. They um, are. I mean, for, even for Dark a bit, bit of for a bit of violence, a little bit of uh, you know. I believe they say "kick ass" a few times in in some of them. Yeah, and uh, you might you might hear that's bitch about as dirty as it gets. Yeah, yeah, but uh, pretty strict PG thirteen ratings. Going all out for Killing Joke R rating, hard R. That's uh, and the Mark Hamill himself is voicing the clown prince of crime. It's going to get an R rating because of something that I always hate about that book, and I hate the suggestion that Barbara Gordon gets sexually assaulted by the Joker. It I is implied. I always found that pretty awful and, and, I, and unnecessary. Like, why is it... I mean, I get that the, the whole point of what Joker does in that book is to try and drive Commissioner Gordon insane. insane. That's the whole point, yeah. But, but and you know, I, I'm sure seeing, seeing photos of the Joker and his men assaulting his daughter would do that, but... I mean, I found I found that overly grisly. I think. I, I think it's fine. I mean, I don't think the act of rape is fine. I'm going on the record now. <laughs> I think that's cool, man. It's good for you to make a big a big call. Like well, that. everyone's been wondering. Everyone's been asking. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, what's, what's his stance? stance? What's his stance? I'm getting hailed down in the streets. Rape is horrible. We all know that. I think that's fine. I mean, the Joker has that playful thing, which makes him such an appealing character. I mean, like just, you, yeah, see, you just you just described. No, 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 the act. no, <laughs> no, no, no. Just like you know, you see uh, you know kids dress up as him as cosplay, or whatever. But at the end of the day, the guy is a sick, demented murderer, and I think he's a sicker. He's a sicker, and I think it's good to have reminders that he's not this always a playful, you know, kind of a. A clown, like he is a sinister, m- maniacal freak, and I, that's why I think, and that's kind of the darkest Joker I can think of. In, in, in there, I mean, that's a lot darker than Ledger's kind of anarchist Joker or sure. Jack Nicholson's gangster Joker. Like that is dark as shit. That's like I'm fucking you in the head, like to Commissioner Gordon by destroying your life and your loved ones. Like that is dark, and the fact they're even breaching that, uh, like approaching that for an animated feature, that that that's insane. But I think it's good because like you need to be reminded that guy is evil. Yeah. There is no sure. turning back to the light side a la Anakin Skywalker for this guy. Like, he but, is fucked. Yeah, I mean, he also shoots and cripples her. So, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It That's is just evil. the icing on the cake. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> That's what Drake's song was all about. It was about... <laughs> sexual assault of Barbara Gordon. Yeah, but that was, that was about the only decent DC news. Other than that, 
bunch of news about all the TV shows. You know, they've got the Heroes one, which is like the culmination of... They've got the Flash, they've got Arrow, which are going pretty well. And there's a third Super one coming. Girl coming. Supergirl, yeah. It was all about that. TV. But again, unlike Marvel, completely separate universes. Completely separate. And which I don't mind. Yeah, but that said, the the Flash and Green Arrow are in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> Just to make it confusing to describe to people. But that's about all the cool shit I could find from... Uh, I'm God sure there Camp. was stacks of information. I mean, I mean, well, you know what? There probably is, but we just can't watch it because everyone's making fan versions of it. Tribute videos. That's the whole reason why we couldn't get into the damn trailer. Um, let's talk about Star Wars Battlefront, bro. That's right. We've uh, The delayed nature of this podcast recording session is brought on only by the fact that we plonked ourselves down here after enjoying a nice Amore pizza pie or two. Mm. Mm, mamma mia. And fired it up. And you have... I've been playing it over the weekend in between um, breaks that my doctor has suggested I take from Metal Gear Solid. So I've been <laughs> uh, alternating my hobbies. And you have not played it since the one Hoth level that we played at EV. What did you think when you jumped into this new beta version with more things? Well, I suck it. Online games, I always have, and I can't see me getting better. I mean, I guess if I played the shit out of this, practice would... makes perfect, man. You know, yeah, it's true. But I did, I, I got some fucking fresh kills. You did well. You started off on a level which wasn't online, the kind of training one. Like yeah, I one. love yeah. those kind of levels, man. That's the I'm I'm, more, I'm 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 a single player guy. I don't I don't like online multiplayer. And that one's kind of like a bunch of waves of people coming, and each time they come, there's more of them, more powerful. And what that reminds me of it reminds me of like a arcade game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, try and stay as alive as long as you can. Like, there's yeah. no plot. I mean, the plot is stay alive and 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 get some drops and get, get some, some drops weapon and upgrades. Some I really like that. It was, just, it was one of the most arcade things I've played in a long yeah, time. Yeah, you, you start off killing a few waves of stormtroopers, and then an ATST joins the, joins the fray. Guys, it's crazy, and it looks it's super fun. What do you think of the look, like Tatooine? It's out of control how good it looks. It looks like. And the sound design is as good as the visuals too. I really hope that that gets as much shine as as people give the graphics. So that's where this game's going to just flourish. Like the that is. It sounds like a Star Wars movie. It, it is Star Wars. I mean, even I was thinking while playing it, everyone's praising Arkham Knight and stuff, saying like, "Oh wow, it's amazing. They've got the uh, the license." But there are none of the actors from the films. There's none of the scores, like the famous Batman scores, be it the animated series, Tim Burton. Chris Nolan's animated Batman. series number one for me. That's oh, my favorite that Batman theme. None of that. But with this game, it's man. Even the explosions look like Star Wars. Like they, mm. uh, it just looks amazing. It looks better than the original Star Wars, which is because I still think those movies, especially um, Empire and. Return of the Jedi. The model work in that is amazing. Like those ships look real when they're flying and stuff. I'm gonna go out and say Arkham Knight, not my Batman. You heard it here first, folks. Like, I think I love your description of it in one of the first episodes where you described it as the the monster energy drink version of oh, Batman. Yeah. It's like everyone is nine times muscular or sexier than they need to be. That's not Batman. Whereas Star Wars Battlefront, it feels like you're playing yeah. Return of the Jedi. And it's great. It feels great. like you're playing Empire Strikes And you played uh, one of the new planets, Solust, the kind of volcanic versus snow, uh, slash snow planets. And what I love is every time you play, you respawn as... Sorry, you're not respawn, but every match you play, you're a completely different character, be it a rebel or an imperial officer. I was a female stormtrooper tonight. That is something I've never ever considered or knew existed. Now that this is part of the canon timeline, I was like, that's sick. Obviously there is because yeah. Captain Phasma, the 
uh, silver chrome stormtrooper in the new one. That's a female. It's like, of course, there would be female stormtroopers. It's so dummy. good. Yeah, I, I hope that they just, just like you know, it's it's fifty fifty. Oh, totally. They- I was an alien once. I was an African American. I was an like every. It's going through cycling through everything, different sexes. I was like, this is sick. That's what Star Wars is. So good. Um, and you played that, and then you also had it. We also played the Hoth level again. This time, a lot more sober, a lot more relaxed, and it was fucking fun as hell. That's the thing. It's, it's it's even though I'm I know I'm bad, I'm 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 not terrible enough to just not have any idea what's going on. I'm I'm better than that. It so. seems like the pairing could be fair or something. Like perhaps matching with people in your similar skill set. Yeah. Though there are some obvious like people who are better than us. Like again, I'm like you. I'm not a first person shooter player, let alone an online one. But I find this not as daunting. I don't know. Like getting the power ups and quickly jumping an X wing and getting to fly around like stuff like that. That is awesome. Yeah, it's unreal. I, um, we 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 had toyed around with some ideas of of levels that we would like to see in the future, and I think number one for us is like a level that's that's based around um, you jumping from Jabba's sail barge oh. and the Sarlacc pit. I mean, how good would it just like an entire level where the middle of it scene. is the Sarlacc pit? That'd be amazing. Or that entire scene with all the fights going all around you, Boba Fett there, like he is in the movie. Yeah, you having to like go up and help Leia and stuff. Like, oh, oh man, and I got you saw me get. Ch- If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Worked by Vader as well, didn't you? That oh, was, control. Oh, it was amazing. And, uh, well, they have announced there's a bunch of DLC coming out. So, who knows? It's all that set be, in the original trilogy. That would be so great. That's, that's probably my favorite favorite scene in the in uh in the, the first trilogy it's the best opening to any star wars movie it's such a long opening it's, it's so like great. 45 minutes yeah, yeah. it's like a rescue like that is its own movie i kind of yeah i really hope that um that the the new trilogy does that instead of just cramming like a whole bunch of you know just i, I love that return of the jedi is just essentially too big too long scenes it's that weird i was thinking like it's such weird 80s pacing not even 80s pacing but it's like here is 45 minutes of a rescue mission and here's the next half of the movie. It's such a... When you think about it, it's pretty unique. 
Yeah. I can't think of any other film that kind of does that. Well, I hope they really actually make an effort to, to recreate that magic. That came out of Comic-Con. Um, J.J. Abrams has Final Cut on Force Awakens. Oh, I thought you meant he has Final Cut Pro on no, his, finally ma- on got his it. MacBook. Disney bought him the, um, the full version. <laughs> He's been using a cracked version, but you know when you connect online, it tells you and it shuts you down. He's got Final Cut, which is kind of big news, which means unless it's a completely batshit disaster Disney can't step in and change it and he was like no they trust me they're like you got this so he's got Final Cut that's insane that's pretty cool that's that's a good that, has it ever happened with a big franchise like that before not in the hands of Disney I don't so, think well certainly none of the Marvel movies have had that obviously well I'd say we all know what happened with Age of Ultron I mean that's why there's a director's cut that exists apparently because he was you know uh, Whedon before deleting Twitter and having a nervous breakdown wanted to do a director's cut yeah but yeah, he's got Final Cut, whatever he wants to say. That might be part of the Lucasfilm negotiation. I don't I don't know. Eh, I don't know. And, well, hey, Chewbacca comes out this week. That's pretty damn exciting. Yeah, on the, back on the comic book front, um, the miniseries that we've loved, Lando, finished last week. Um, that was written by Charles Sewell, a nice, awesome comic about Wish Lando. I could speak to you about it, but Carl it wasn't in store when I went to pick it up, despite the fact I ordered it. Um, shout out to everyone at King's Comics who did not get Angus's order ready this week. Thanks for sending the email, Try telling me to come in. And next week. Getting me down there. You got me in the store. <laughs> Just got me straight out of there, empty-handed. Um, man, uh, the Lando Kick series is really great. Um, I've had so much fun reading it. I'm... Up to issue four. Yeah, I mean, we, you, it, it, the the ending is really great, and it it isn't like the ultimate ending. It it's not like it goes like, and now the comic's done. It feeds immediately into when yeah. you see him in Empire. Knock, knock. Oh wait, there's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I better exactly. go outside. Yeah. I think that they can hopefully cram a few more adventures in before you meet him in Empire, it's which set is cool. Between four and five, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's right. Billy D's been getting a lot of work. He's in Rebel season one, and he's awesome in it. He, that's like. Five. Is he going to be in Force Awakens? No one knows. Shit. It's not being confirmed. That's but wild. he is a younger Lando in Rebels, which is probably six years before Empire Strikes Back. And you better believe he's a smooth talking pirate. Sh- should I watch Rebels? Yeah, you should. Definitely. How many seasons? You should seasons watch Clone Wars, though, first, just because a lot of. Um, is that canon? Yeah, yeah, it's the only thing. Oh, that- good. Dude, come <laughs> I on. Care. Uh, it's I don't me. care if it's canon. I just wonder if it's good. Yeah, no, it's canon. Uh, like anything. I mean, it was a Cartoon Network show. It was aimed for kids at the start. By about season three, it finds its footing. It's insane. The only reason why I say you should watch it is because, especially Rebels season two going forward, it's Rebels is basically now Clone Wars season seven. Like, so many characters. Right. Character beats, character moments, things you've been wondering. Like, the coolest thing that was shown in the trailer, again, at Comic-Con, all this stuff that happened. The older... Because I've always wondered what the hell happens to the clone troopers. It's never been addressed. The only thing we know is that they age rapidly. So the clone troopers that are in the prequel trilogy, in the first film, they're only... They're 10, even though the fact they're 20-year-old soldiers. So they're 10 years old. So by the time Luke Skywalker's born, they're in their... You know, they're 70. So they're not not fit to be stormtroopers. But there's this great um, bit in the new trailer. You see these old guys with gray beards. They're ripped. They look huge. No helmets or anything. Just helmets off. Riding around in kind of an antiquated... um, ATAT, which ATAT, which is like the precursor to it in the prequels, and it's like a bunch of clones who have still stuck around and they're good, like they didn't turn on the Empire, and it's characters from Clone Wars who are like Crazy. awesome, who are like Anakin and Obi Wan's right hand man, like Captain Rex, all these sweet uh, clones. So you end up 
So that's a great thing about the Clone Wars series. You end up thinking, oh man, all these clones are individual and they've, they've all got personalities despite the fact they're all voiced by the same guy. Like, it's pretty amazing that they can get that across. But they've survived this whole time. They're kind of in this like makeshift weird transport thing kind of got their armor on kind of don't and they're teaming up with the rebels taking on the stormtroopers going like man these new guys are shit they can't shoot like all <laughs> those jokes about why can the clone troopers why they're amazing soldiers but the stormtroopers can barely hit a target and it's like we're finally getting that explanation like and that's why you should watch okay. clone wars yeah yeah sold man that sounds great and uh, you know what archie would probably always be right age soon like if you want to watch with a kid you, you like, would, yeah a two-year-old would love it you think it's you know, the character designs are very exaggerated. There's no blood. There's no grisly things. Though, the big thing about season two, James L. Jones is Darth Vader in it. The official appearance since Return of the Jedi. Wow. Like, that's wild. It's insane. He's playing Darth Vader. Like, legit. And he's not just... They've said he's not going to be like a teased at and shown in the last five seconds of episodes. He's going to be throughout the entire season. He's the villain of this season. It's so insane to have Star Wars back in such a prominent way Dude, in our lives. while you were playing it, and I was reading this Hydra comic, which you asked me to read, which I wanted to read before we did this, I was flicking through, and you're playing a game which is going to be probably like one of the games of the year. Well, one of the certainly the highest selling game. Oh, of the year. totally! Especially it's going to be a fever pitch in two months, and there's an ad for the next Star Wars comic in this one here, and I'm like. Man, I, you know, 10 years ago, I thought we were never going to see Star Wars again. It would just fade to obscurity, like The Matrix, The Lord of the Rings, these other huge franchises which eventually just die out of consciousness. It's back, man. Yeah, well, I mean, like what? Hey, fam, it exists so we can talk about t- TV, movies, video games and comic books. And come December, Star Wars will Star cover Wars. All, of, all four of those things. And for the first time... It's all A tier quality, like the writers, That's what I mean. yeah, the yeah, video absolutely. game. Like it's all. It's none of this kind of bad hand. The voice like, work, everything. Oh, totally. It's insane. Um, the the characters from Rebels are the the. If you buy in um, Disney Infinity three, yeah. you get you get the Rebels characters. With That's it. right. And so there's a good comic about them. one of them, Kanan, who's the kind of older Jedi. Who has a bit of oh, a Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's a really good comic. I don't... Oh, actually, there's an ad for it in here just to get... To, oh, it's one of the showrunners for Rebels and it, the producer, Simon Kinberg. He's... Um, no, sorry, Greg Wiseman's writing it. He's one of the EPs on Rebels and also part of the new continuity team for all of this, the Star Wars thing, which sounds like Marvel should have, which they've got a group of 13 people keeping continuity across everything because they do get on well, apparently. That's what Dave Filoni, the... um. Clone Wars showrunner said this week, he's like, oh, I'm speaking to the guys doing episode seven, eight, nine, Rogue One. We're all on the same page. We share notes. We get each other excited about the stuff. And I'm like, man, that's so good. <laughs> They're all chatting. But he's um, got a great series called Kanan, the, P- the Last Padawan. And it's Kanan, who's the lead in Rebels, him as a teenager, just the day Order 66 happens when all the clones turn on the Jedi and murder him, uh, his master, everyone around him, and he escapes and cuts his Jedi hair and starts wearing normal clothes. And it's basically him on the run pretending not to be a Jedi, a la Jessica Jones, maybe, you know, <laughs> trying not to show his powers. Seems- Does he start a relationship with Luke Cage? I cannot confirm nor deny. It is not, it could be canon, hasn't been explored yet, and they are both owned by the same company. It's true, so. it could happen. Do you reckon we'll get like an actual cinematic Marvel Star Wars crossover ever in our lifetime? Man, if Disney runs out of money and fucks up in a really big way to the point where they've lost so much money, they'll be like break in case of an emergency. Yeah. It's like this script. It's like the Patton Oswalt thing from um, 
uh, Parks and Recreation, just that entire like <laughs> yeah, crossover, that's right. and it'll be that they'll be like, right, we're doing this twelve part series, <laughs> Spider Man's like fucking Princess Leia, who's like Han Solo's teamed up with like. Yeah. You know what this kind of sounds like? What Lego Dimensions? Hey, tell me about. <laughs> Lego Dimensions. What do you mean? You mean, hang on. You mean there is a game where all these franchises, which have no purpose whatsoever being together, can come together and it's actually fun? Today, um, I played as Scooby-Doo driving the Batmobile (laughs) in the Ghostbusters HQ. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I guess Scooby-Doo does have... Expertise hunting down ghosts, and he actually had some crossover cartoons with Batman in the, in the 60s. Have oh you yeah, you're those? damn right. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. Fun. It was um, Adam West and Burt well, Bert yeah. Ward, right, doing the voices. Yeah. Um, Seriously, so that, Lego, Lego Dimensions is 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 uh, like we've talked about Disney Infinity earlier, but it's a toys to life game um, where you have a con- a thing that you plug into the console, or like a, a game pad, a toy pad. Um, and you put the toys on the pad and then they, you can play with them in the game. Now, normally you would get like a static kind of like a little amiibo. statue, statue. We've talked about amiibo in the past and you, you know, you kind of, you can display the amiibo. They're pretty cute, but with Lego dimensions, you don't really play with them, do you? you no, you don't play like with them. A, they're not playability. Yeah. But Lego dimensions, you just straight up have a minifig that sits upon this little <sighs> chip and, um, so sick. And a lot of the minifigs that they put out are exclusives. Like actually, like a majority of them are exclusives. You can't get them anywhere oh, except. Yeah, right. it's really cool. Which ones? Uh, like which? Like just like different variations on characters that that you'd have a, a few of. Like you can, you know, you get like a different variations on Lord of the Rings characters. But these ones have Batman like a little chip and, in them or something, right? Is that the? Oh, they kind of they stand on a base. So you just all you really need to play them in the game is these little bases. Oh, but it's pretty okay. fun just having like a stack of minifigs that you put on the portal and yeah. they show up in the game. So at the moment, the franchises that I am playing as, like, so you get a Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, Batman, and Wildstar from the Lego Movie, and that that, that comes with the with the with the initial pack starter pack the starter pack like a dimension starter pack <laughs> a divorce sheet <laughs> a, de- a broken piggy bank yeah, yeah an empty wallet <laughs> an empty wallet but a really and, happy year yeah exactly <laughs> um so at the moment yeah obviously i'm playing as those three franchises then i have like a few other dc superheroes my favorite at the moment is cyborg because you can make him really really big like the, the idea of every lego game is you collect studs and studs like the in-game currency. To Ever like, since the first one, which was probably Star Wars. Like, yeah, Lego Star Wars. The yeah, first, the first which was one. awesome. Yeah, and there was um, like every every goddamn franchise has and, a Lego. And to get the studs, you have to like break apart stuff. And if you're a weaker character, you've got to like punch things a few times. But if you're if you're this giant cyborg, you can just run into them and they explode and you get heaps of Go studs. Go cyborg, and so that means look, I don't want to say like a dummy, but that means you've got the cyborg minifig. Yep, yep, it's a really good minifig. Um, and all every character has different abilities in the game which allow you to get past certain things and unlock new shit um so yeah i've I've got dc superheroes lord of the rings lego movie then i have uh scooby and shaggy from scooby-doo um i've got the portal 2 shell from portal 2 Um, and i played the portal level you just target man it's like 
they're, and they're selling like crazy. They're making so much money off this shit. It's insane. What's a minifig cost? AUD. 20 bucks for, for like a minifig that comes with like a vehicle. Yeah, and, wow. And, the, and like if you buy one that from, that's from a franchise that you don't have yet, you get to unlock access to their world. So you get more out of the game. It's, it's actually like, it's a cr- big investment, but you get a lot out of it. I haven't had this much fun playing a game in a long while. You know what? That's all that matters. Yeah. Actually, that's all that matters. And like, I, I, I understand that you you don't really play a Lego game for a challenge. You play it for it to be fun. Well, dude, you're and a this huge is Lego so fan. Goddamn fun. You're yeah, a huge you know, Lego, Lego is my favorite. Lego is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, like substance on the planet. Yeah. When we <laughs> speak about consumption, ninety nine percent of it is like. But you know, like, as if as if you should ever feel guilty about doing something that you like. Unless it's what Joker does to Jim Gordon's daughter. Yeah. Other than callback. That, yeah. Callback. Um, uh, that, that's for all the old school Hey Fam episode listeners. Uh, and I, I love it. I, but so my rule is when I buy a big Lego set, I'm, I'm not going to open it or build it until Archie, my son, is old enough to build it with me. Or to watch you build it. So this is, yeah. <laughs> no, no. You sit <laughs> over there. <laughs> well, actually, you know, the other day um, he, he, he saw like a little, like I, I bought one of the small Scooby-Doo sets and he was like, oh my God. Uh, 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 uh. And so we we sat in my um, on my bed on a Sunday morning, and, we, and he he watched me and helped me pass me bits, and we and we built this Lego set together. Do you know and I was like, oh my god, it's every day in my future, and it was the it was a sick moment. And you know what's funny? On that very day, I built one by myself in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> just like, let's just uh, that, that's just that's a time capsule of where we are right now in life. <laughs> but Lego Dimensions is is me kind of making up for all these sets that I've bought and haven't built. I'm 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 just building the hell out of all these also, things. You can give them to Archie. Exactly. Oh, I'll play, I'll play the fucking game again with him. In What's a few my years. excuse for me? Like being a, a goddamn slovenly hey. prick playing Metal Gear Solid. Like, <laughs> oh, who's this for? I, I can't go around the streets killing people you with, yeah, you, you with tactical of, espionage action. In 1080p. I, that, that's some joker behavior. <laughs> I can't get away with that. Archie's ready for Metal Gear Solid. He's just not ready for it at such high definition. Yeah, I know. Like if they, a, if, they a, 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 if they made it a, a standard definition, Metal Gear Solid uh, Start five. him off on PS1. Yeah, yeah, perfect. You've got to completely wean him onto it. I oh my could god, definitely bro! Imagine if they made a snake minifig that you could play in Lego Dimensions. Man, man, as you know, I'm, you're going to Japan soon. I'm going to Japan separate, but I'm just looking at quarter one, 2016. These insanely realistic, like snake figure, like all characters from Phantom Pain are coming out, like action figures, including D Dog with knife and everything. I'm just so like, good. dude, that's where all my yen is going. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, seriously. Well, I, I've been hoping, as you know, my amiibo policy is I don't really do amiibo i do have the 30th anniversary mario one because it came with mario maker but man i'm hoping like snake or punish snake who's in the new metal gear is added to smash brothers like he was in the last smash brothers like, yeah because then that means they're gonna make a motherfucking amiibo do you oh, know how dude. cool that would be that'd be so awesome like a d and oh man like a d-dog one like hunt uh duck hunt <laughs> so i bought yeah i bought um the Duck Hunt Amiibo toy, which that is one really does great. look sick. And Rob R O B was really so really cool. great. They're and like Mr. Game and Watch is probably my favorite Amiibo. Have you seen that? So is that the one we can interchange? What yeah, there's doing? four different poses, like not not poses, like four different games. Like yeah, I guess so. That the you can, octopus one, and yeah, the, yeah, like, workman different. one. It's so great. It's such a cool idea. Um, See, I like those. I really like those Amiibo. I guess, and this is probably showing not my age. oh yeah but i remember playing those games and i remember that's so there's I, I would have an attachment and be like oh that's a cool thing well, like, and also like nintendo haven't nintendo have released toys from zelda and mario and animal crossing over the last decade mm. but they haven't touched 
like Classic. Rob and Duck Hunt. This is like the first times they've, that they've, they've returned to those things. It's like, also nice that they're like, yeah, on a merchandise level. They're yeah, just exactly. like, it's like, you know, they, this is part of our past. Like, let's not shy away and pretend we're about like the craziest new graphics and shit. Yeah. I mean, I love having Amiibo around for Archie to just play and like, like one. So Archie's like the four characters that he recognizes and can say the name or his variation on their name. <laughs> Is like Yoshi. He calls Yoshi. He points at Yoshi and says Shishi, Shishi, Shishi. And that was the, the first character because he and I. Oh yeah, that's a cool update. I finished finally finished Yoshi's Woolly World. Is it Bola? I love it, man. But I've played every second of that game with Archie sitting next to me or on my lap, and it was like a, a really cool bonding experience game. If you have a kid that. Um, you know, is getting into being able to watch you do things. Like he knows that the difference between watching television and a, and, and a video game now, but he, he just points to the, the Wii U. I mean, I, Wii U is such a great thing for a kid to know because it's, it's not just dad holding a controller. There's that screen there too. And they can look around. And- yeah, but a really satisfying ending to that. And it was yeah, nice. you know, just a, a really cool rule to go like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, this is the game that Archie and I are going to play together. That'll but, always be your first game. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I, fi- I finished that and I love having all the amiibos around. He actually can say Yoshi. Yeah. He can also say, um, so he sees Batman around, um, but he doesn't say Batman. He says, no, 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 no. Which is because, like, way better. Because we, we always, always go, no, 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 Batman. It's way better than saying Batman. Let's be honest. But so uh, we were in like this, uh, in like EB Games the other day and... Um, and he could point out, he saw like a Yoshi. It was like, oh, it's Shishi. And then he saw Batman and he's pointing at the wall like, oh, no, 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 no. And... You've raised this kid correctly? Yeah, get this though. He knows what BB-8 from Star Wars Force Awakens is and calls it Babate. Right now... Babate. Babate. Some Disney execs are popping champagne. Yeah, going, I know, right? We did it. We got a kid who can't even talk <laughs> <laughs> to say the name of our new character. Like, we, that's amazing. We, we cracked the 21-month-year-old Some guy just market. got a raise when they hear this pocket. Someone's going to take this to their boss and be like, uh, we did it. We did it. We came up with the cutest character. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, man. You just reminded me. Um, the, the last character he can say is Baba, who unfortunately won't be appearing in any video game. Yet. Yet. Soon. Oh, Baba Lego could hurt. happen. European sure. Lego's European. I mean, just takes a couple. Of fun- man, it's a couple of phone calls. <laughs> yeah, a couple of European one plus. Oh, now I'd love a, a Baba Duplo set. Would be out of control. Do you remember like before Lego was licensed and the first license was Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Remember it was you know all their amazing different you know had pirates etc. And I used to be like, man, actually Mickey Mouse. Did you know? Oh wow, really? Everyone talks about Star Wars, but it's was actually- it Duplo? Uh, Mickey had like a few no, different sets. Yeah, yeah, like it was Fabuland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Damn you, Star Wars, taking the credit once again. I used to be like, when you know, at that age, I told you in an older episode where I used to draw Home Alone traps in my own Mario levels. I used to like come up with my own Lego sets, which is kind of what a lot of Facebook groups do, which you and I follow. Oh my God. Kind of. uh, I'm going to put it out there the darkest part of the internet. And I want to have someone. I want to uh, is is the adult fans of Lego on Facebook. No, no. The darkest part is the adult fans of Lego on Facebook who are single looking for dates. Remember that? Oh, we found an, we a found Lego group. dating group. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's real out there. It's terrifying. If I didn't feel so terrible about it, I would have posted on the Hey Fan Facebook saying, "Get a load of this." But then I just realized uh, they could joke at me. But I, man, I would put like the hardcore like people that say, "Oh, I'm an AFOL, like an adult fan of Lego." Yeah. Lego. I would put them on par with like bronies. Oh, totally. No and doubt. It, it, really like I'm, I'm as as an adult 
who happens to love Lego, you're I'm also, very careful with my words. I was about to say, you're also like a sensible guy. Like you have jobs. Yeah. You, sure. Like some of the posts that pop up on here, they're like, well, my wife didn't agree with me getting this, but oh well. And it's just like $800 worth of like uh, for one piece that this guy's been missing for years. Yeah. And um, no, my favorite is uh, they'll be like, oh, does anybody um, have anything they could recommend me to put around my Lego sets so my stupid children oh. Won't play with them. That's so passive. I'm like, let, you, let your kids play with the Lego, you fucking monster. That's so passive. And I bet you, like, their kids are also fans of the page. <laughs> That's how they yeah. find out. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. When I was young, I used to want so bad. And I really hope it works or happens. Tintin Lego. Could you yeah. imagine, like, the Pe- rocket set? Or, people like, have the submitted that set? for Lego ideas. It like, has to happen. Yeah, it'd be so great. It'd be so good. Because, yeah, they have such uh, that, that red and white, right? Red and white. Tintin rock, rocket builds itself. Absolutely, you can even, so imagine like, you can take the top, the conical part off, have a look on the inside, Oof. have all the little like space suits, the little buggy on the moon. It's perfect. It'll be out of control. Uh, so you said at the start that you would have a very brief update for me regarding your watching the series Mr. Robot. I didn't actually get to tell you all of the um, franchises I'm, I'm playing. Oh yet. shit! Is that how dense this? It's game? so insane. So uh, Lord of the Rings, Lego Movie, Batman. Uh, Portal 2, Scooby-Doo, Simpsons, Back to the Future, which is insane. The Back to the Future level has like Huey Lewis and the news just playing in the background the whole time. Um, what a song. And uh, voiced by Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. MJF and CL themselves. Um, who else am I playing as? Uh, and that's very timely for the 30th Anne, which is this yeah. year. You have Emmett from Lego, Lego Movie and Chris Pratt doing the voice of his character from the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie as well in there. And, and it's he Chris rides Pratt. a Velociraptor. It's, it's 100% it's straight up Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt on both, both voices. Um, Somebody stop me. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's such, it's I am such a fun, fun game. I'm going to come over yeah. and play it and give you my thoughts on the next step. I have, I'm sure I have more sets that I've forgotten about. Oh, oh yeah. And the Wicked Witch of the West, who's my favorite, my favorite character to play with from, so, from The Wizard of Oz. So you had to buy that set? You just buy like a little, like it, the, it comes with, you get the witch and her broom and like a, um, one of the evil monkeys from That's so they've never done Lego sets based on this before no never she just, yeah, hopefully they do the whole thing because so I, mean, I want a Lego Tin Man no, and, and, and all of the characters respond differently when they're scanned with other characters so you put Cyborg who is like a half man half machine on a on a on the same on the pad at the same time as um, the Wicked Witch and she goes I hope you don't rust Tin Man so good and Fucking every every character in can swim, right? Yeah. Except the Wicked Witch, obviously, because she can't go in water, she, so she melts and she disappears. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, it's, it, and there's so many great moments. And Hang like, on, th- you told me a part tonight, which sounded amazing, and it's just showing you potential for the license and stuff. You said there was the a license, scene where it's, it's Hal ginormous. from 2001 showed up. Yeah, like that's insane. The like, fact that Hal in a kids game, like in a, that's insane. Yeah. It's 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 such a fun fun in, imaginative can two peeps play game it? to play. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah every, every, every like just like every Lego game. Well, uh, looks like I'll be playing it with you. Yeah, oh, I'll definitely come over and check it out. But I, I couldn't. I don't know if you if you're on the fence about it, like it's something that you might might want. You do want it. You absolutely want it. Hey, fam, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm crazy. It hasn't really been getting great reviews. People have been like, oh, it's pretty good. Look, I think but, but critics are cynical sometimes when it comes to a, a what, what did you call it? A play to 
uh, toys to life. But yeah, I mean, I guess I guess when you do compare it to the the money you are putting in, maybe people wouldn't see the value in it. Also, As someone that loves Lego and loves all these all these franchises, like I, I, it's just it's crack to me. It's but great. also, that's it. You're a huge fan of Lego, and it sounds like half, like well, not even half, probably more. The fun comes from the getting the figures, taking them home, and like play some thing where, as if a review is going to do that, they're going to play it for two days. Write a re- like they're not going to totally. go out and collect yeah. these new waves, man. And the, you don't even get the instructions. That's you cool. Find that the instructions come up on screen when you either play the level that the vehicles are needed in, or like, so or cool. you you know select the character. It's really cool. It's Unless you're a, a master really builder, fun, you could. Uh, yeah, you could make something totally crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, Does it encourage that? Does it encourage being whack and building your own shit? Well, you can just be make build whatever the fuck you want because it is just saved to these little tags. Yeah, cool. It, it obviously can't recognize you building anything beyond. You know, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yet. Yet, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Perhaps with that PlayStation VR. But yeah, let, let's end on a um, on a quick little recap of uh, Mr. Robot. So um, <laughs> it's, a ten, watched- it's a ten episode series. Oh, no, I've, I've watched. I've, I'm five episodes. I'm at the halfway point. I loved the first episode. Sure. And then I liked the second and third episode, and then I really, really did not like the fourth and fifth episode. I think I know which ones you're talking about. I don't want to say too much in case people have listened. But is it jail involved? Uh, not yet, no. So that must come later. So I don't so like the great, jail one no, or great. the drug so, one. Okay, right. The, t- the drug one, that's that's happened. Yeah. Um, but well, wasn't a big fan of that. I just, I really, really like. I really love um, uh, his co-workers. So obviously the blonde girl mm-hmm. and um her now ex-boyfriend. Um, I think they're they're really good characters in it. I like his boss. So I like that side. Yeah, of the, the boss show. is cool. He's he's great. But I hate the entire hacker group, especially the girl. The, the like bratty girl and I, I I know that they're kind of hinting at a fight club scenario potentially where like a few of these characters maybe they're figments of his imagination and I really hope that that happens just so it's an explanation as to why these dog shit characters have are given so much screen I'm not going to say anything I'm just smiling here and I'm yeah, just like cool. keep watching okay alright yeah. right. I promise I'll try I'm at that point now though where I'm just like I don't care because I, no, really, I really, I hated the last two episodes so See, much. from where you're up to now, I literally watched from this point, you're up to, to the last episode in one go. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because it was one of those Sundays where I built Lego by myself and <laughs> my, my schedule was very free or it was actually not that. It was like, from this point on, shit just happens and it's like, oh, 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 and... Yeah. So where you're the, the Mr. Robot world you're in right now is completely different by the from the one in five episodes. All right, so much happens in that I'll, time I'll, span. I'll try I'll try and watch as much of it as I can. Yeah, do like, it. Last and time I, I said that I watched one episode. So and I've just started Gotham, which I never thought I would because I was vehemently against it. That's a show that's gotten bad reviews from everyone. Totally. Except season two is apparently they get nothing but praise. And, and it's like they're, they're finally they're, doing the show they should have done from the start. They've taken the criticism and realized that the fans want... Villains. Villains. More of the bat lore. Because they can't really... It's difficult to introduce the bat heroes because obviously Batman is... The hero that all the other hero heroes and, and, then and, and, gather and at, around. And at this point in the Gotham timeline, he's like a 10-year-old boy, right? Yeah, he's like 12 or something. Um, he, he's not putting on, you know... He's not putting on bat nipples yet. He doesn't. He's not even old enough to have the back credit card. <laughs> but That's when it all the starts. one thing that hooked me is the fact that Paul Rubens is returning to play a character he played in Batman Never Returns. Returns. He's playing Oswald Cobblepot's father, the Penguin's dad, which he's only in one shot at the start of Batman Returns. 
in the opening like montage, he's playing that character again. And as a huge Peewee fanatic, yeah, that is awesome. And I was like, no, nope, okay, it's good enough for Peewee. I'm doing it. Uh, I just want to say quickly, I've seen, I've been, this year I haven't gone to the movies a lot. I used to be a guy who went to the movies twice a week or so. I can, I can acclaim, yep, attest to that. Yeah, it's just, I used to be a big movie boy. I was like always trying to call you and you'd be like, uh, can't Sorry, talk. phone's on silent. <laughs> Sorry, at IMAX. <laughs> at IMAX again. Uh, I've seen a bunch of really good movies lately. Uh, Martian. Uh, you know, it, I was qu- quite pleasantly surprised with the fact, I just think so many of the space epics I've seen lately, or the, not even calling it, it's not a space epic. So many of the sci-fi space, I'm trapped in space movies. They're so heavy handed and dramatic. Like I dug into Stella. But that was quite a melodramatic film. Mm. It was quite operatic. I mean, it suited the huge scale. This was just. I wish mo- you could have com- uh, like combined dramatic and operatic. Yeah, if it was one way to do it. I, I, I know as I a did. word. No, 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 not 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 in a movie. As a word, like drum up, drum up operatic. Drum up, drum, drum up. up. That works. Look, it was very drum up, but Martian so refreshing. It's quite it's for uh, a whole thing about a guy who gets like marooned basically on Mars. It's it's quite lighthearted and. There's no, you know, romance subplots. It's just straight up, oh, I'm a scientist. From the get-go, there's none of this, like, down on the knees, cursing at the moons, going, no, I'm stuck. <laughs> it's just, cool, okay, here are my rations. Here's this. I have this much sunlight. I'm going to do this. And the movie is just kind of like scientists dealing with situations. But that was very cool. Um, Sicario, Molto Bene. Yeah, before we talk about Sicario, have oh, you yeah. seen Moon? Yes. The Sam Rockwell movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Moon is great. Uh, Duncan Jones, director. Has he done anything since then? He's doing uh, Warcraft. Oh, that's right, yeah. But he did something after... No, he did Source Code. Oh, right. Jake Gyllenhaal, the one where the time keeps resetting over and right. over again. Yeah, I mean, he's got a pretty good track record. I thought Source Code was pretty damn good. Yeah, Moon is like a pretty perfect movie. Moon's amazing, like, yeah. I, and when I, when I can, like, as far as recent science fiction movies go, like, I, I still haven't seen one better than that. You heard it here first. That's huge. Well, uh, like, well, I mean, like, Interstellar was great for its for own reasons. I understand why people don't like it. I really enjoyed it, but Moon was a much better film than that. And what else? I mean, Gravity's the fun, but yeah, this was this is so different to those. Like, even those ones get kind of quite spooky. AI is a problem, but this is just a straight up. There's no sinister evil. There's no just a marine spaceman. It's just a guy who can't speak to Earth. And it's fascinating and it's completely analytical, which I really like. It's just problem solving. And that was enjoyable. There was no like evil Russians trying to like, you know, it was like... <laughs> this goddamn Russians. They're always Leave trying to get space alone. Moon. Yeah, it's ours. Putin. We got there. Well, we haven't got there. Uh, yeah, I have a film I saw which I dug. Sicario, really great. Um, probably, besides Mad Max, like the best film I've seen in the cinema this year. It was like a movie where I realized by the end of it, I wasn't breathing the entire time. It is shot so well. Uh, it's Emily Blunt, Benicio del Toro. It's about oh, and Josh Brolin who kills it. He's basically like a Hawaiian shirt wearing, thong wearing, CIA agent. I was about to say that Brolin always kills it, but then I realized he's actually made a lot of shit movies. I mean, The Goonies is great. <laughs> no, he, he's he's done like he, he, he was Jonah. No, yeah, Jonah Hex. Oh right, that's right. They yeah. tried to do that, didn't they? Yeah, that didn't work. No, the world wasn't ready for. A, Cowboy cyberpunky film. He's done a few weird action movies that have. Uh, Sicario. If you want to see something amazing, I mean, I'm not going to go into crazy detail because, come on, it's the end of the podcast. I'd go see that, hands down. But the creme de la creme is a doco I watched this weekend called Electric Boogaloo: The Films of Canon, uh, can, can, uh, the story of Canon Films, and Canon Films was a 
I mean, if you've ever been to a video store, you know that kids uh, used to go there and get videos and stuff from them. They were responsible for pretty much every film which had a, a movie cover with either Chuck Norris, Michael Dudikoff, uh, who else? Um, Dolph Lundgren ho- painted holding a machine gun, usually with a Vietnamese-esque forest behind them on fire and a few babes around them. They made straight to video and just straight to shitty LA cinema films. If you ever made, if you ever watched Breakin' or Breakin' Two or Electric Boogaloo, I mean that's where the, the title comes from. Yeah. yeah, and it's just the tale of these. Not even that successful Israeli cousins who jumped ship from Israel to the States in the 70s and just, you know, the phrase is overused, but they literally took Hollywood by storm and kind of gave it a run for its money where like your big cats, like your 20th centuries and your paramounts are putting out a modest five, six movies a year. These guys are putting out close to 60 a year, churning out things. They invented Chuck Norris. Like they turned Chuck Norris from martial arts instructor to inverted commas movie star you know like yeah it was insane to and meme yeah to, to me the original meme the original him and your mama jokes like that, that that's the you know who's mama are, your mama <laughs> they're, the, they're the uh cave paintings of memes you know and it's, it's, it's an insane watch just if you love to see how two clueless guys who were too stubborn let an entire film industry implode around them and just the spectacular aftermath and it's all interviews with the crew the cast Alex Winters in it who was uh, you know te- uh, Bill from Bill and Ted he was in one of the Death Wish movies I think number five with Charles Bronson <laughs> it, it, it's, it's awesome but uh, why, I, why, why I think it's kind of related to HeyFam is these are the guys who had the rights to the Spider-Man film back when Marvel I mean Look how precious people are with comic films now. Like, that is bread and butter for Hollywood. But Canon Films, these two clueless nitwits, had the rights to make the first Spider-Man film and just lost it. And they paid barely anything for it. I'm, th- I'm talking like something like $250,000 for the rights for Marvel's then and still now arguably flagship character. Insane. And, and, and apparently that... The- They'd only cast like a stuntman to do it. They cast that. a stuntman. There's a, there's a couple of shots that have survived. And this is the this is the kicker. This is how little these guys had. So the big problem with why their movies didn't really work is they didn't really get American audiences or, you know, traditional storytelling, which I think is kind of cool, which they were kind of bringing this kind of European vibe to, to films. But this guy is apparently the guy who ran the studio. He was so pumped. He's like, we've got the Spider-Man rights. Yes, yes. Right. So... Here's the story. And he, it was basically about a guy called Peter Parker who worked for a guy called Dr. Zork and then one day got bitten by a spider and became an actually eight-legged man spider. And the guys were like, <laughs> that's actually not the Spider-Man. So, and he refused to hear it. But then eventually a script, script got written. It was with Doc Ock. And even then it sucked. It was Peter Parker worked for Dr. Octopus and then he got sprayed with this thing or something and it was him and a bunch of other mutants had to team up. and like It was terrible. But eventually James Cameron got the rights... Not got the rights, but he another company did. He wrote the script, and the rest was kind of history. And then, hey, we're watching a fourth reboot of Spider Man next year, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's fascinating stuff if you love seeing film studios. It's kind of like imagine a studio who made 60, 60 different variations on the movie The Room, and there was two of them. It's like that. <laughs> and there are way more explosions. Way more explosions and heaps more sex, which is weird because The Room is like 70% sex. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, man. That was that was a real old school nerdy hey yeah, fam. I killed a lot of rebel soldiers today. And some and Imperial ones too. That'll, that'll really take it out of you. 
Um, you've been listening to Hey Fam. If you want to find out more about the podcast and what we're doing next, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hey Fam Podcast. And uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. Angus is Chimichangus. Lemons and- is Levdog, D-A-W-G. And we have pretty much got those all variations on PSN and Nintendo ID. So add us on there. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Try and, try and uh, kill us I've had us a few ads Battlefront. on Battlefront, which is cool. Angus is Chimichangus. I'm Lev Doggy. So put There's a y, y on the end. Just one Y, right? I don't know who... If you're Lev Dog on PSN and you're not me, fuck you. I'm, I'm coming, coming for, for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. and uh, check out our other podcast as well. Angus has Greenlight Boys that he runs with Scott Dooley. That's it's kind true. of... Uh, fun take on hollywood pilots and and uh well you know what watching um this canon film thing i was watching it with tech guru steve i'm like this is like watching a documentary about the Greenlight boys they're like two clueless fucks who just churn out movies like these guys were these selling guys movies. did it you guys joke about it yeah. these guys did it they were selling movies based on the title and picking just random actors to be in it they used they, they would go to can right and sell posters and be like Here's this movie we will make if you buy this post. Like, here's the idea. The post is going to be $600,000. We'll make this movie now. The original Ballers. Oh, it's beautiful stuff. My other podcast is called The Mitchin. It's a big uh, Sydney food podcast with different chefs and people in the food community. If you like food and you like to laugh, uh, it sounds like a good combo for you. <laughs> sounds like if you've got a couple of hours to spare, you've got a lot of content coming from these two guys. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week. We've got a very special episode next week, I think. Uh, we do. I mean, it's just going to be me and Angus, but who knows if someone else might be there too. Well, every episode with you is special. It Levens, is. I just wanted you to know Every that. moment with you is special. It is. We spent a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kill us some goddamn soldiers. Let's do instead it. Instead of sleeping for the rest of our lives. War is hell. Thanks for listening to Hey Fam. We've got a brand new uh, end theme song. Courtesy of... Um, Goxie. Gox, who actually wound up today, <laughs> side note, in a very real meme, which we did not create. And it was, uh, you know, it's terrible to describe memes, but it was four panels uh, kind of making fun of, it was saying along the lines of, no one can touch my girl except for any of these guys. And it was all dudes with amazing hair. There was Donald Trump. With his man bun. With his man bun. Who else was there? There was... A bunch of, a bunch of celebrities. It was like three, three celebrities with gross hair. When you think of people with hair. hilarious hair... Oh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, that's right. And, and then fourth panel down the bottom, our mate Goxie with corn, Rose <laughs> munching on corn. <laughs> he's made it, guys. We had him on last week. You should go back and listen to the episode if you haven't already. You know, he's a star now. He's you know a meme. Some people are called he's King- a real life meme. You know how some people are called Kingmakers, Levens? We're meme makers. <laughs> You've listened to Hey Fam. Tune in for next week. And you know what they say about family? It's okay. Hey fam, thanks for listening to us, good talking times. Hey fam, hey fam, Nudge and Betty and all the gangs, and Dad's in jail. He can't touch us anymore. (laughs) No. Yes. Well, yeah, but no. We should have talked about it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.